do the basics, but really what's going to be the most powerful is you just writing unique original content about some aspects of your product. And so that's something we did early, uh, not early enough, but like pretty early and a lot earlier than some, some other founders that I know out there. And that, that has been a huge thing for our growth. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, I get to speak with Jonathan Zacks. Now, some people like basketball, some people like movies. Jonathan's passion is helping small businesses increase revenue and save time. He's on a mission to decimate no-show appointments. And after running an appointment-based business for a decade, he co-founded Go Reminders, which increases business revenue and cuts wasted staff time with automated appointment reminders and online booking. Jonathan runs growth and marketing for Go Reminders and loves helping small businesses with automation and communication. Automation is something we wanted to hear from the expert. Let's listen to what Jonathan has to share. Jonathan, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Dude, one thing that I really love is the hexagon tiles behind you. I'm a beekeeper, and if you don't know, wow. hexagon is a thing <laughs> for the bees, right? Totally. What's funny is that they're actually trying to build circles. But huh. you can't really put circles together because there's a little bit of hole left. And that's where hexagons come into no <laughs> the game. That. That's cool. It's pretty awesome. So, Jonathan, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, where are you heading to, you know, share with us because again, this is we met through Podmatch, which is, which is an amazing platform to connect guests and hosts. So I'm, I'm really glad that we got connected and matched. So tell us a little bit about yourself so we know a little bit about who you are. Absolutely. Yeah, so I am the marketing co-founder of Go Reminders, which is a platform that helps small business owners and their teams save time and increase revenue by cutting out no-show appointments. And so we are all about helping businesses that have appointments with 
prospects, clients, patients, customers. They have these appointments. They need people to show up for them. So we have a bunch of functionality built for those types of businesses, text message reminders, online booking, message blasts, follow-up messages, asking for reviews, anything that's that's around, I have an appointment, need to get the person to show up and, and at the right time in the right place. And so, yeah, I'm in charge of growth and, and yeah, anything in that realm. And that's about it. All right. So that's what you do right now. Yeah. You're working at Go Reminders. You're the marketing director. Did I get that right? Uh, I'm the marketing co-founder. You're, you're yeah. the marketing co-founder. I'm the co-founder. Co yeah. So you're the co-founder and you're also handling the marketing mm, for exactly. Go that's Reminders. Exactly. That's what I'm in charge of. That's pretty awesome. What inspired you? to build this company because I'm sure it's a, there was a big thorn in the side that you wanted to resolve and you came up with this idea. And of course there was a really good partner of yours that helped you found this company. So walk us through Absolutely. what inspired all of this. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my co-founder and I were looking to build something. We tried a bunch of things and this was only one of them. And this is the one that took off. So we we built a, a few things that didn't take off. The, the story behind this one is that he, my co-founder, Justin, got a message, got a call from an eye hospital a year after he, he had uh, a procedure done. And they said, hey, you missed your one-year checkup last week. Do you want to reschedule it? And and we got to thinking, just this is so absurd that all this inefficiency, the time loss, the revenue lost, maybe he wouldn't even end up rescheduling. Mm -hmm. So not only was it like a delay of revenue, but like maybe he would just never, never show up and it would be lost revenue. And it was so, it was just mind boggling to us that they would have a procedure for if people miss their appointments rather than a procedure to just help people remember their appointments. And so we thought at that point, just email reminders, but but uh, we built email reminders and quickly text message reminders. And we did the calculations of how much time and revenue was probably being lost due yeah. to no-show appointments and, uh, and built a solution to address that problem. That's really cool because I am worried about some, some of those no-shows, especially if they've requested to be a guest on the podcast and then they're on totally. our show. They might have sent me an email like, hey, I can't make it, didn't reschedule yeah. it. But again, sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's like, okay, I guess we'll do something else or hang out with the kids. Right. Well, yeah. So that's one of the traps that you can fall into when you have uh, a business that involves appointments is that you basically let your no-shows end up being your breaks and your vacations and things like that. And I have another uh, company that I've had for let's see almost 20 years now, mm -hmm. and that is an IT consulting and, and web development shop. And at that company, we have tons of appointments I and mean, have had them throughout the years. And I used to be going to all those appointments, whether they be, uh, you know, phone calls or remote help or on-site at clients' offices. And that's what would happen to me. I would, I would pack my days and then, you know, a client wouldn't show up, wouldn't be there to let me into the office or they wouldn't show up for a call. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I can eat lunch because I didn't plan enough time <laughs> to eat lunch. And it was just you know, not great, not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that happens to a lot of people with appointment-based businesses is that they, you know, when it comes up, it's kind of a relief of like, okay, I get a break, but who wants to let their clients and customers determine when you can eat lunch or yeah. when you can go on break? Uh, right. You know, it'd be much more efficient, much better if you could say, you know what, I'm going to get my 
people to show up at the right time. And that means I can leave at the right time each day and, I, and I'm not, you know, packing too much stuff in. So yeah. that's a really good point. We, we really need to spend a lot of time designing our days, designing our calendars so that we take time for ourselves, for our families, for our lunch, being healthy, you know, taking time for uh, those mind breaks. I think it's it's really it's a really great product that it's a really great product that you created to solve your own problems. You know, it's always the products that succeed is when you're solving your own problem. In solving my own problem, I wanted to, I solved my own problem by creating this studio space. I wanted to create a video. I wanted to create a small course. This is like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I would run around. I was like, where do I shoot the video? And I'm looking around my room all these yellow walls. And finally, I was like, okay, I have tons of experience because I've been doing film for some time. And I was like, hey, I know how to set up the stage. I set up a little bit of stage in my basement. Mm -hmm. I got this vinyl, got the camera. And it took me like two hours to set up the video gear. But when I went to speak and talk to the camera, guess what happened? Crickets. Because I didn't know what to say. We really have to practice what we preach. We really have to practice what we want to put out in the world. And that was a really great learning experience and helped me to then create this home studio mastery course that that I've been pretty excited about because it combines my tech know-how and my love for helping people. Nice. So I love that you created this software, GoReminders.com, to help people. And I see that a ton of well-known companies are already using the software. That's true. Yep. Yeah, we have lots of different uh, companies using it. And yeah, I mean, in, in all sorts of spaces. So like in the fitness space, Curves, Title Boxing Club, and in you know the insurance space, Aflac, and uh, a bunch of other uh, insurance companies, Keller Williams in the real estate space, Lowe's uses it for uh, some of their blind uh, blinds mm-hmm. appointments for installing blinds, a bunch of different salons. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's really broad. Anyone who has appointments that needs to get someone to show up for. Yeah. Yes, it's a solution that, you know, there's there's something called the vertical markets and the horizontal markets. I think this is a horizontal market software where it, where it yeah. solves the same problem that people are facing. And like you said, you know, appointment-based businesses. Exactly. And so, you know, we're there are plenty of solutions that are made to manage specific industry software and 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 some some people are a good fit for that but there are a lot of people out there who that's just overkill and it's so yeah. much complication and so you know our customers tell us things like i'm being pitched all the time with software that's like manage your whole xyz business like your whole property management business all yeah. the features you need and it's like all i need is this one feature to help me get people to show up for you know showings and things like that and so and, and that's who we're built for is people who are like i don't need right now this whole suite of other things i just need to solve this problem, one, one problem. and uh yeah that's it that's what we're built for nice all right so what keeps you, what kept you motivated in coming back and creating this solution because obviously you solve your own problem for your other business how do yeah. you keep innovating into the same space day by day i mean it's all about just listening to our customers and talking to them i mean when we do 
interviews with them to to sort of see how things are going and see what that what value they get out of the Goro miners is it's constant astonishment and just like how much of an impact it it has on their businesses yeah. and in their lives and you know when i ask them to describe like what the impact is some a lot of them will just be like relief a sense of relief and it's like great this is awesome like what else can we build for you that can mm -hmm. give you that sense of relief and grow your business save you time keep things calm for you so just yeah then talking to our customers really energizing and, and fun i love that man before you started the company, before you were doing your web development uh, company, how did you land at, hey, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life? I just had it in my head that, that I wanted to build some kind of software platform and whether it was an app or a subscription, I didn't really know anything about it. And, and, mm -hmm. and we were just kind of silly and built stuff. <laughs> And then like try to get customers. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like, we didn't do it the most ele elegant way and mm -hmm. we certainly could have been more efficient about it. But, but yeah, it was just that, I guess it was just that end goal of mine of like, we just want to build a software platform. Like, how can we do that? <laughs> um, what, what nice. can we build that, that might, people might use? Um, and so, and, and that people would pay for. So yeah. It's just people like, build, what, what can you build that's going to solve problem and people would be happy to pay for it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Problem. And like, we didn't validate any of that stuff. We, it happens that like we did okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we didn't do it the, the, the most efficient way. Um, but yeah, essentially like attacked a problem that businesses had. So like they're spending money on other things to solve their problems. Um, and you know, this is, this is a problem directly related to like two very valuable aspects, time and money. Um, and so, you know, and then it was just, we did do a lot of things, right? We like built an MVP and, and, and just like that mindset of MVP. Um, and, you know, there were features that, that we thought about adding in the beginning that yeah. we decided to not add, or we like started, but then stopped that we still haven't added to this day. And like, that's great. <laughs> that, and I feel really good about that, 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 you know, we, we sort of weeded out some features at the beginning. This was, you know, eight years ago, yeah. um, that it, it, we were right. We didn't need them. <laughs> and so, you know, maybe we'll, we still talk about some of those features and we're like, yeah, maybe it's time to add them. Maybe not. And like, we haven't, we haven't added some of them. We've added some of them, but others we haven't. And so that, that was, those are really good decisions. Like at build as little as possible that, that will, that someone will pay for, uh, is definitely, um, what has been helpful for us. Nice. Well, thank you so much for, you know, walking me through uh, what inspired you, what keeps you motivated, the solve, the problems that you're solving for others, as well as getting the feedback from the customers, because that's huge, right? Being able to solve their problem, it yeah. just puts them over the moon. Oh, my God, the software that I'm depending on for my business, they were able to implement this one feature that I asked them, and they're like, oh, my God, they are a customer for life. Totally. So, thank you so much for sharing. We're going yeah. to take a quick break and we'll be right back as Jonathan's going to share with us three hacks to take away. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that'll reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, 
but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been speaking with Jonathan Hacks here. Did I say Hacks? See, I just messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. We've been speaking with Jonathan Zacks here from Go Reminder, an amazing software that will help you Eliminate the no-show appointments because who loves when their appointments gets canceled or when your guest or your customer or your client is not showing up on time. Go Reminders helps you and helps your client so they show up on time. And don't forget that they have a call. So Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, sharing your journey in how you've been able to create the software to solve not only your own problem, but problem for so many other industries in the world. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So now we're going to ask you to, you know, share three hacks to take, three hacks to take away for the audience so they can apply it in their businesses, in their entrepreneurship. How can you do that? Let's go. All right. So first hack is SEO early and often. And so I would say, you know, as early as possible, you want to get a bunch of SEO pages on your site and you don't need to know anything about SEO to do it. All you have to know is about your competitors and what kind of info that they put on their websites. That's pretty much it. Like think of ways that you can describe your software that might not be what you immediately thought uh, about your software, but it might be a feature. And so, you know, for us, that's like uh, email reminders. Like we're not an email reminder platform, but we have an email reminders page, appointment reminders. Um, we have a page for that. And so um, as, as quickly as possible, when you have a product or even before you have a product, um, put up these pages and, you know, you can Google and in an hour, learn the basics of SEO of everything that you need to know for this, because all you need to do is write about it. And then the, the hour should just be spent on like figuring out the technical aspects of like, oh, okay, I should have a headline and I should use this plugin, you know, and I should do this. Okay, great. Do the basics. But really what's going to be the most powerful is you just writing unique original content about some aspects of your product. And so that's something we did early, uh, not early enough, but like pretty early and a lot earlier than some, some other founders that I know out there. And that, yeah. that has been a huge thing for our growth. I love it. That's hack number one, do SEO early as often, write original content for your products, for your services, for whatever it is, and look at what your competitor is doing because guess what? If they're finding your competitors, they're probably going to find you as well. And if the better message you can have, the more content you have, the better you're gonna show up on when people are searching for you. All right, that's hack number Absolutely. one. What's hack number two? 
All right. Hack number two is reframing the concept of doing something. And this is, uh, you know, when you're launching a business and, and you think, okay, let's say from a marketing perspective, this is where, where it comes in for me. So for a long time, I would think when it comes to the SEO thing, when it comes to a, launching an affiliate program, when it comes to, you know, came to a bunch of different things, I would think, okay, I have these five different tactics I can go after. I really want to do them well. I want to do it correctly. And so I'm going to research and I'm going to learn. And that process basically never ends because there is no correct way to do most of this stuff. And there are a million correct ways. And some of them might fail. And the sooner you can fail, the sooner you can get onto the next thing or iterate on, on that same thing and change what you're doing. But yeah. I was always stuck on this idea of like, well, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. And once I reframed it to like, you know what, I'm just going to try it. I got things done way faster. Mm. And it turns out that like my my concept of try is actually doing <laughs> like I was like, oh, I don't want to try it until I really know how to do it. And it's right. like, that's not actually the way to do it. The way to do it is to try it and mm. do it and get as much stuff as you can get done and it, with as little research as possible and see what works, see what see what sticks um, when you're throwing things at the wall and yeah, and go from there. So re reframing try and do those concepts in in my head has been uh great for getting things done i love it so guys what they say you gotta fail fast and the only way to fail fast is to try so try and try and get started because it's only going to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to learn that's hack number two let's yep. hear hack number three all right hack number three is to get people to pay as quickly as possible. So, you know, I would say freemium is an okay strategy, but it is a marketing strategy. It is not a pricing strategy. Mm. And unless you can get people to pay you, freemium is worthless unless you're funded by venture capital, in which case maybe you can just pay for a ton <laughs> of growth. It doesn't matter how much you spend, totally fine. But if you're bootstrapped or self-funded like we are, you don't have it just like money to throw at things and see see how it how it all lands. You right. want to use it wisely. And so when you start out with a freemium model, like we did for a little while, um, <laughs> you're just throwing you're just throwing money and time at getting people to use your product to try to get data. That data is not useful because you don't know what it will take to get people to pay. Once you get people to pay for a while and you figure out, okay, these are the types of people that pay, mm. freemium could be a strategy of getting people to use your product. And then you can pick out the ones with the characteristics that you're going to be able to get them to pay. But without yeah. that ability to get people to pay, freemium is useless. And so getting people to pay as quickly as possible, even before you have a product, pre-selling as much as possible to try to figure out, you know, if you can't get anyone to buy something based on a concept, yeah you very well might want to rethink your concept before you build anything. You should be able to pre-sell. If you want, if you're an engineer, you want to spend a little time building, you feel like, no, I really need to build something before it. Okay, fine, go for it. That's what we did. Worked mm -hmm. out okay. But yeah. build as little as possible before you try to get people to pay. Because if you don't have anyone paying you, those people who are paying you are going to be the ones that you're going to get the most valuable feedback from, the easiest. You're not going to do a huge market research project and 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 this and that. You want to get data from the source and and the most valuable source is people who are paying you. So if you have a bunch of people using your product for free 
and they're saying, I want this feature. Oh, I would pay for that feature. Oh, would you? Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Let's, uh, we're building that. So here, just put in your credit card, pay for that feature and you'll get 20% off as, as an early access user, things like that you can do because the, the sooner you can get people to pay for it, the sooner you can validate your concept. And if you can't get anyone to pay, that's, that's a big red flag. Man, I love that because you don't want to waste your time building something that nobody's going to use. Right? Anybody's happy to use something for free, but when they put the money down, that's like saying, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Yep. <laughs> and worst it? case scenario, you have to refund a few people. If it turns mm-hmm. out, you know, your goal is to get 20 people to pay and you get two, well, you might not build that product that you said you were going to build and so you refund their money. It's no problem. I love it. Man, thank you so much for those hacks. I'm definitely going to use a few of those, uh, especially the SEO one, because I was I kept thinking about SEO as blogging, but what you say here really made me think of it from a different perspective. So really yeah, love that. Informational pages about your product. Love it. All right, sweet. Okay. As we go with the podcast, these were amazing hacks. Let's jump into the last portion of the episode where I get to ask you fun questions that uh, might raise your eyebrows or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Oof. One hobby that I wish I got into. Mm Hmm. I think that would be running earlier. I got into it very late in and out of it, but I think just running and jogging, if I had gotten into that earlier, I would have, uh, yeah, I wish I got into that way earlier. Hey man, I, I, I would say the same thing because anytime I went running, it's hard on my legs and I love hanging out in front of the computer because you know, that's my jam, you know, just like you and I, you're a, you're a developer and marketer. I'm a designer. I love being behind in front of the computer, you know, trying different things out. Like, oh, look what I tried. Like, whoa, how'd you do that? I didn't do that yeah. thing. I just tried. I love that uh, hack as well. All right. Next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Oh, man, I think I just I wanted to be a doctor, but I just thought I was supposed to be that because my dad was a doctor. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I, I, I really had no idea. I think I had no idea pretty early on. And I remember being super young and thinking, I have no idea, but I guess I'll put down doctor because that's what my, <laughs> my parent is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like pretty early on, I, I just had no idea what I wanted to uh, do. And, and I just put that down. Nice. All right, next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? My favorite movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And uh, yeah, so that, that that's it. Uh, TV shows, I, I have um, really bad addictions to legal dramas mm. uh, that, I, that I love and hate. Uh, so, you know, anything in the Law and Order style. Okay. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. Well, I think it, it, I think it, it really opens up your mind and enables you to think critically. Because, as somebody who's developing software, as somebody who's creating solutions, you want to be able to ask 
you know, questions in a similar inquisitive way of your customers so that you build the right software. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, my God. That is such an awesome movie. Um, we, Pretty my classic. wife hadn't seen it. I was like, oh, we got to watch it. So we start watching it. And she's like, I don't find it funny. <laughs> yeah. It's mainly because I, don't know that I would find it funny if I first right. watched it now. <laughs> right. So when it was, uh, um, cause I think it made more sense back when yeah. it came out. Um, yeah, totally. But in hindsight, Top Gun's still awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've only seen that once or twice, Top okay. Gun, but Ferris Bueller's Day Off I've seen dozens of times. Of course. That's, that one is awesome. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off, War Games. Yeah. All the things Matthew Broderick was kicking. All right. <laughs> Next question. Totally. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, man. Probably anything with Jack Black. <laughs> oh, my God. Jack Black. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tenacious D? Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Tenacious D. He's hilarious. Uh, Every once in a while when I have my entire playlist, my my entire iTunes library on repeat, I'll have a couple of Tenacious D songs, you know, skip. Really funny. (laughs) Pop in there and I'm like, oh my God, this is so (laughs) awesome. And then I'll play the entire album for like days because it's so good. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I love that. Especially the the remember the song where he talks about, look, I'm singing while breathing and <laughs> like he's. <laughs> I don't remember that. that I remember, detail, but oh my he, gosh, he talk, he, so he's silly. like I'm singing while I'm breathing in and out. <laughs> I think I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, totally. Sweet. All right. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh man. Um. Hmm. My favorite superhero. I don't really, I don't know if I have a favorite. It's a Mm. great question. Um, I like the Marvel universe and I like the variety that I see in there Mm -hmm. of the, uh, the weird, the weirdness. And, and I, I really like, uh, I really like the boys. Is that that what's called that show? The boys on Netflix. Uh, yeah, and whatever it's on Prime, maybe it's on no Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime sorry, yes, yeah, Amazon, yeah, Amazon uh, that is a crazy show, and um, uh, yeah, it, I like that a lot. It always <laughs> makes me cringe, man. That it's show ridiculous. is a cringe. It's like, oh my god, why? Yes, right, totally. <laughs> All right, sir. Last question. All right, if you were a board game, what would it be? Man, or a board game. Hmm. If I were a board game, I would probably be Settlers of Catan. Ooh, nice. Probably a common answer, maybe. But No, that's not crowd. a common answer. That's a very uncommon answer. The common answer is Monopoly. Oh, interesting. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, Monopoly. It's okay. Yeah. Settlers like of Catan, a totally different. I actually heard um, a new game this time around, Ticket to Ride. Ooh, I know that game. Right? I it once is... beat a 12 or 13 year old at that game at a family uh, <laughs> at a family get together, and uh-huh. he was very sad, and oh. I was sad also. <laughs> <laughs> he almost destroyed me, and then there was one thing that I blocked, and yes, nice. that's my main memory of Ticket to Ride. <laughs> 
this was the first time I heard about it. And I was like, oh my god, I've got to try this game because it's very similar to how yeah. Settlers of Catan is played. You're you're Definitely. building those roads between your settlements. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for your time. Last question: Absolutely. Where can my superpreneurs find you? Sure. Yeah. So just Google me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram. Those are probably my two most commonly used social networks. Uh, so just yeah, search my name. I'm easily findable. Jonathan Zox. Go reminders, and you'll find me. Awesome. And if anybody want to try out Go Reminders, which it's the appointment reminder that you didn't know you needed. Really awesome yep. software. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for your time. Thanks we'll a lot. Catch I really you. appreciate it. Absolutely, man. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.